0: My name is Dan, and I am weird. But I don't see weird as a bad thing, though. Being weird just means you march to the beat of a different drum. You don't fit that mold that society wants to shove you into. I'm out searching for people like me. The weirder, the better. This is my story. These are their stories. This is the power of This episode of The Power of Weird is brought to you by The Spectrum Perspective, communication training for the modern workplace. Learn more online at thespectrumperspective.com or simply follow the link in the description below. Hello everybody and welcome to The Power of Weird. My name is Dan, and I'm your host. A little bit about me. I'm 37 years old. I'm six foot seven inches tall. In my adult life, I've weighed as little as 295 pounds and as much as 640 pounds. I'm sometimes too smart for my own good, but at times in personal relationships, I'm also pretty clueless. (laughs) I've been a vegetarian since 2001, and I also don't drink coffee. I'm a sought-after brand designer and leadership coach and the co-founder of a lightsaber combat program. I'm also a dad to a great 17-year-old kid and a proud uncle to three nephews, 21, 18, and 9, and three nieces, 15, 14, and 12. What's probably more interesting about me, though, is that I'm an autistic entrepreneur and business professional. A book that I read in my early 20s changed my life forever. It was called The Secret of the Shadow by an author named Debbie Ford. In this book, Debbie talks about the things that we sometimes are embarrassed about ourselves, bringing them into the light and making them work for you creating your own special recipe with the ingredients that only you have to make a difference in your life and in the world. At this point in my life, I already knew I was weird, but I didn't know about my diagnosis. I've tried to accomplish the mission she set out for me in this book every day since. I'll leave a link to the book in this description below. Part of that mission was to make this podcast, finding other people who are weird or different or who don't fit in and who are living their best lives because of it. Through interviewing them and telling their stories, I hope to learn more about myself and that everyone listening does the same. Today I'm joined by actor, model, activist, and entrepreneur Johnny Hebda. Johnny has won numerous awards for his on stage and behind the scenes work in theater and has traveled the world with his work as a professional model. After coming out to the world as a gay man, Johnny got to work using his art to spread awareness and positivity while also raising funds for LGBTQ support programs and equal rights legislative initiatives. You can learn more about Johnny at his website, johnnyhebda.com, that's Johnny with two ends, or by following the link in the description below. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on The Power of Weird. I'm here with an accomplished actor, entrepreneur, model, and all around pretty cool guy, Johnny Hebda, who is from a uh, big family from my uh, hometown in Clarksville and is uh, now traveling all over, but living in Utah and absolutely living his best life. And I'm excited to have him here today. Johnny, how are you, man? It's good to see you. I'm doing
1: well. Thanks for having me, Dan.
0: Sure. Very, very glad to have you. Um, so tell me a little bit about, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but tell me about kind of what you're doing right now, because if, if somebody were to look at your Facebook and just see the feed, I mean, obviously there's some been some tough things, but man, you are all over the place doing all sorts of cool stuff.
1: Well, well thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, ever since a young child, always been really passionate about the arts and production and acting Mm -hmm. i've kind of just been i always stay really involved with a lot of projects and centered around that um, so I've always got a, a project up in the works. I'm still pursuing my acting dreams and always sure. involved in films and in commercials and theatrical productions and, and all of that. So I, I always have different things on the work. Um, I, I also am um, VP of sales for Amp Smart. We're a big smart okay. home foundation company. And that is what actually pays most of my bills and gives me <laughs> sure do all of my passions too so i stay pretty busy you got it
0: <laughs> yeah very cool man very very cool well so i want to kind of start at the beginning one of the things that i always thought was cool about yourself and of course i was in um i was in school with you guys with a you know i i, I was in school with one of your brothers and uh, you know your sister and i were uh, just a year apart so we knew each other relatively well but um you know i come from a family of just myself and my older sister i mean my sister's seven years older than me and without anybody in between it's uh uh, you know, I got kind of the experience of the only child thing, even though I had an older sibling because she moved away. And when I was in high school, it was just me and my mom. I always really uh, loved the idea of having a big family <laughs> and having lots of people around. And um, and it, it was one of those where I'm sure the grass is always greener on the other side, but it seems like such a cool thing. And you guys seem so close knit. I mean, how was that for you, you know, as a kid growing up with, you know, what seemed to be an infinite number of siblings, <laughs> you know, running around,
1: yeah, um, I was the oldest of seven children, and I, I think, and we were all pretty close in age, a year or two apart. So mm-hmm. it definitely kept life super interesting and and super busy. There was always a million things going on in everybody's lives, and our parents were very much encouraged us to be involved with some kind of arts, music thing, as well as some kind mm-hmm. of sports. Between all the recitals, practices, games, I mean, and what we're also, I was also raised Mormon, so, and church activities, so you miss all that. I mean, it was a very busy life growing up so
0: that's very very cool um well so i know i'm um, just just to mention this because i know you've done a lot of stuff for it um you know i know you lost your brother recently i just want to say you know i'm sorry to, to hear that and it's it's uh um, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and, it, and it's very true speaking from somebody who's had a lot of loss in his life as well that um you don't necessarily ever get over something like that you just get stronger to be able to deal with it and um i will say though that the way that you've handled it doing you know you had a, a you know memorial memorial concert and the way that you guys talked about it and everything and even i saw the your uh, post about you got a tattoo with, with one of your other brothers uh, you you've handled that in a really positive interesting way in a way that um you know, obviously there's grief there, but there's also a real solidarity and strength. Um, you know, how has that been for you? And, and how do you feel like, I mean, has that helped you push forward by trying to have a a more, you know, positive loving approach as opposed to just kind of curling up in yourself? Yeah,
1: I think, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I've never experienced something this difficult before and, and I'm still going through the processes yeah. of grief yeah. and, and trying to, Tried to work through it all. I mean, they... As, the, as it always says, the only way kind of out is through. And I think you're right. I, I don't think it will ever um, be o- over it. It'll always be a sadness and mm-hmm. and that. But I, I've really encouraged my my siblings as well as myself as a way to kind of cope with it is to to use that energy and try to project it into something positive to try to use that the, those feelings of loss and sadness to impact the future. There's nothing mm-hmm. that can be done to go back and ch- change what has happened. So what, what can what can I learn from this? What can, what would my brother Ben want? Um, me to do in his, in his honor what's the best way to pay tribute to him and i've tried to just really be open and transparent about that and, and, and allow it to affect me in the way that it does and every day try to you know do do something positive or when i'm feeling those feelings of sadness or depression or the tendency to want to kind of like you say just kind of um you know stay in bed or curl up or or whatever i've tried to instead do, do the opposite take that feeling what can i do right here and now to to do something good instead of just kind of internalize mm-hmm. what can i what can i do you know out, outwardly whether that's a call a sibling or or sh- <laughs> share, share a message or do something kind and and so that's been the approach and it really has been pretty helpful and and i think healthy for me to to get get through this and um i'm still on that journey
0: sure that's definitely something that a lot of people can learn from. I think that, uh, you know, w- when we're going through something difficult, our first instinct is to curl up. And then the second instinct is to lash out. And, um, it's really impressive that you've been able to not do either of those again, but to be mm-hmm. able to push forward positively. So, um, mm-hmm. hopefully anybody out there that's having some sort of issue like that, they can see that and be able to have a model for, you know, how you can really move forward. But again, doing it in a way that's authentic to you. and and doesn't hurt the people around you it, it you know lifts everybody up together
1: yeah thank you yeah
0: sure so um just to you know I know we'll, we'll hit on it a little later but if, is there um if somebody I know you guys have like a memorial uh, foundation mm-hmm. type thing that you've established mm-hmm. um is there, if people want to donate or contribute or anything like that where can they go to do that
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have a GoFundMe going up. My goal is to raise um, $30,000 towards addiction recovery. My brother, Ben, uh, published a book called The Dread Love um, was his pen name called, um, you know, it was called The Tree of Salvation, His Journey Overcoming Addiction. And so he really felt that his mission on, on life was really to help others through addiction. Recovery, and so that book is available on Amazon as well. But our goal is to raise basically a foundation to support someone each year through addiction recovery, which it can be very expensive, and um, that would otherwise you know not be able to afford it. So that's the goal of the mission, and I think there's no better way that we can honor our brother. and And we're close to reaching that initial goal of thirty thousand. We're somewhere in the mm-hmm. twenty thousand. So we would we would love anybody, if anybody you know has a little bit of extra money, they would be willing to donate to that cause we're sure. very close to hitting we're about 75 percent of the way there so
0: okay very cool man well definitely like we'll uh we'll, we'll put that down in the description below also so folks can link straight to it and be able to go that um, great. yeah yeah man whew, i had something i was gonna ask for that kind of t- it took my breath away a little bit that's mm. that's good stuff um man Well, so you're um, obviously, you know, you're involved in art so deeply, which is, of course, extremely cool. Anybody that can do anything artistic is always somebody that I want to get to know because that's a world that I live in and love and do. But, uh, you know, but from a really early age, though, you kind of knew like, you know, you wanted to be on the stage, naming the lights, you know, like like the whole shebang, right? Yeah. So, what is it that? Yeah I would say
1: that was right I mean I think I and it's hard to fully say I mean I think ever since I was you know three four years old I always loved whether it was getting up in church and singing a solo or Mm -hmm. you know being the kid who you know talks in front of the class or I there's just (laughs) always something I liked about that that limelight and performing and I always loved movies and and my parents put me in piano lessons at a very young age and I really that's where I kind of started and so the combination of Singing and music, and then it led into acting and performing, and but yeah, there's just something ever since I was three or four years old, just kind of born with that drive. Hey. And, and fortunately, and you know, I, my parents kind of put me into you know piano lessons and all of those kind of things to really be able to start to develop those uh, you know skills and talents at a young age. And I just ne- never never stopped. You know, after oh, I that's... kind of caught the bug and right, right, and going, and I'm still going. You know, ever. Every single year, so you know, know.
0: something that something that always impressed me about you when we were, you know, in in the same place a lot of times when we were younger was you know, you had some people who would come in and act like they own the place, but in like a very conceited, like, oh, I'm the star quarterback, or I'm the head cheerleader, wh- whatever that like, they had this big kind of bravado. And um, I always thought it was really neat. You rolled around like you owned the place, but you didn't have to prove it to anybody like you weren't, <laughs> there wasn't any kind of issue. You just had that personality of, you know, you had a presence when you walked into a room, which was always pretty cool. And again, not in an arrogant, condescending way whatsoever, just in a like here i am you know (laughs) (laughs) i I thought it was very cool i hadn't
1: really overly thought about it so that's that's, it's good to hear Um, i was perceived that way at least from you so yeah yeah
0: well (laughs) i mean it it is just one of those things man i mean now in full disclosure i had a big crush on one of your good friends so like you would be a topic of conversation when she would (laughs) want to talk about stuff Nice. (laughs) it's all good man it's all good so um you know so you are of course uh it, it, you know, it, in my opinion, it's not at this point, I feel like it, it should be more of the social norm and not the social oddity. But unfortunately, you know, being especially still in the South and that kind of thing, it's not necessarily, yeah. but something that I, you know, I I think that there's people are people and that should be it. But because there's still prejudices and things out there, I know it's been a difficult journey for you as now a openly gay and, and out and proud individual. But it, but you, had you know how was that process of you know coming out and and kind of dealing with all of that, especially knowing you still had family back here and friends and different things like that. Was that a concern for you? I mean, how did that process work?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it was definitely a very difficult journey. Um, you know, growing up there in the South, where you have kind of uh, s- some more obvious prejudices just in that geographic part of the country but then combining that with growing up in the mormon religion which is Mm. also very pro-family and they view um gay homosexuality as a, a threat against the family and very much condemned within the religion even so much as um you know and the Mormon Church was one of the biggest adversaries against um, the legalization of gay marriage. If you remember, like Prop 8 yeah. in California, I was at BYU at that time um, in college, and and the church leaders and everybody were ur- urging all thirty thousand students at BYU to go and donate their time at night on these like phone bank things, oh, wow. calling people, calling people in California to try to influence them to vote against, you know, Prop Prop 8. And so. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was definitely and challenging, you know. Trying Brigham to- Young is a
0: historically um, a historically Mormon school, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's well over 90%. And I mean, to get to, to go there, you basically agree to follow the what they call the honor code, which is a very strict <laughs> way of living, you know, no, no drinking, no sex before marriage, certainly no type of gay relationships would even be allowed. Um, so it was very strict, traditional in a lot of those those ways. So yeah, it was a, it was a, a huge, a huge struggle. Um, also, um, being in Utah, as well, it's a predominantly Mormon, so you, it's also very conservative, one of the most conservative um, states in the nation. So you, I, I have constantly never lived in, in a place or an environment that was overly accepting and and to to the to, to that. So yeah, it was it's definitely been been a challenge and I, but I, I you know I look at every challenge or every struggle as just an opportunity to grow and become stronger and and I think a lot of those experiences that I had, you know, helped shape, helped give me a strength so when I was ready to, you know, fully come out and be transparent and who I was, I mean I did so in a, in, a, in a very strong um what I think, you know, powerful sure. influential Way. So it wasn't just like, hey, I, I'm I'm out of the closet. It's like, I mean, we're shooting off fireworks, we're billboards, and it's almost like a challenge in a way like sure. this is who i am if you don't approve you better get out of my way because right. i'm here to make a difference so very cool
0: man and you know one of the things that uh one of the things that frustrates me about anybody who would be considered uh well not mainstream i guess you know anybody who can be considered any type of minority is there's always these generalizations of one thing or another and and it really is frustrating to me as somebody who is you know like a, you know i've i found out in my late 20s early 30s that i actually had a an asperger's diagnosis um, which has changed how i see everything but you know um it, it's always funny to for like quote unquote normal people to say oh well that's just a uh, You know, you're faking that, or you're just trying to get attention, or whatever the case may be. And Mm -hmm. you know, these folks don't understand that you don't choose the path of most resistance. Like, if there was an easier way, you would take it, right? I mean, you wouldn't just. And uh, and so, for somebody like yourself, who is very, uh, you know, you're vocal, but you're also very active as far as um, you know, different programs and projects and different things like that. And you're very much in the limelight, and you haven't shied away from that coming out, um, you know, do you ever get those people that, you know, you know say those kinds of things? And, and if so, what do you do as someone who is a representation of what the best of someone could be in a certain situation? You know, how do you go about trying to, you know, win over hearts and minds?
1: yeah um I, I think in the more beginning stages i would have some of those conversations particularly with my you know work pro, you know professional life that you know wanted uh, was a more conservative company and so I, I would get comments and and little side chats about um you know not wanting to be too too i guess loud and proud or how, however sure. you phrase it because it, it, it may like alienate or you know or, <laughs> or from you know the, the what you know, the company's growth or clients right. or all those kind of things and and um, I basically there it was it, it just really comes down to those building those one-on-one authentic relationships with people and helping them uh, you know uh, understand things from my point of view it, it is re- really foreign um to, to them in a lot you know in a lot of ways and um, they don't uh, they they don't understand why um why i have to be so vocal or mm-hmm. open about my sexuality they're like well i'm a lot of times it would be things like well i i'm i'm straight or i i i but you don't see me like posting all these pictures <laughs> about being straight but right.
0: you know, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i don't like
1: right. some of it a lot of it just kind of comes down to to education and explaining you know mm-hmm. i felt like 30 plus years of my life I've had to like kind of hide this part of me and I'm not willing to do it anymore by being more tra- transparent it, 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 it is an issue that needs to be on the forefront it's been put in back in the closet or whatever way uh-huh. way too long and part of what what I'm doing is to bring the, these topics of inequality to the forefront and also uh-huh. make it, make it open and acceptable for other people who may be afraid to to come out or perceive right feel more comfortable so once i kind of help them understand i, I really no one like says anything negative anymore they did the oh, same thing uh, in a work environment or the mm-hmm. people were uncomfortable before now the ones commenting positively on my posts right it right thumbs up. So it, it, i have seen that change in my professional life same i think with my my family you know over mm-hmm. time they've become you know more, more accepting and understanding and i would like to think that the people that maybe are opposed or or don't really approve of it i've been able to be, become such a force they wouldn't dare mess <laughs> mess with it that works that works they would be more afraid of the repercussions they would get. Sure. <laughs> so I've, I've, it's been cool to be able to do that. But yeah, it, did, it was a little scary at first. You're always like a li- li- little ner- nervous on, you know, how mm. Is this jeopardize my relationships? Is this going right. mess up my professional career? And, and, it, and it was a little bit of a scary thing to do. And I did put it off a lot of years for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I would consider you among probably one of, at, among the top tier as far as intelligence, as far as folks that I know. I mean, you've always been a smart guy. And um, but when you're a smarter person, sometimes you do have, you know, your brain kicks into overdrive when you consider yeah. all the different situations. And so being um, weird for sure me, but not being a religious person, I'm very curious um, about, you know, ha- how do you kind of, s- uh how do you settle the equation how do you balance things out between your religion you were raised in and the life you're living now um because i mean in my opinion again i I feel like everybody should just be able to be themselves and that if if god's really worried if you know or whatever about this kind of stuff then you know that's not a world i want to live in anyway (laughs) you know how do you balance that out for you well i've i've had to eventually
1: at one point make the decision that i did not want to be part of the mormon religion anymore so i okay. kind, of, kind of kind of left that part all altogether because i couldn't really reconcile them and quite honestly I, I feel like i'm a much more better and authentic person when i'm just trying to trying to do good or do things not because a religion tells me to or not because I'm going to get some reward in the afterlife or because right. it's just kind of the right thing to do here and now I think just has made me a better more empathetic less judging kind of person so I've had to kind of and, and I've had to you know remove myself completely however I mean there are people that stay with you know the religion and and um and and feel like staying in inside the religion or just religion in general sure. that and be and being gay that they can kind of influence the religion for change and <laughs> there are a lot of, there are a lot of my friends and people that have gone that path and I think that's important as, as well and and I think religion in general has come a long way of being more accepting and and uh, and and I, I applaud the, those people that have decided to kind of to stay and find a way to make it work for them
0: makes sense that's very cool and um, again it's it's one of those where being not a religious person and you know i don't have that frame of reference yeah. <laughs> you know to be able to, to think about well so shifting topics again a little bit you have had this like and i know it's it technically like if you really want to call it like a side hustle or whatever but your primary passion has been being in front of the camera and being in front of people and yeah. you've done some stuff that man like like so many people would think is so cool to do but never would have been and um well on one hand, I'm curious if you kind of see like doing, like going and being on stage and modeling and different things like that. If you see that as just kind of old hat at this point, or if you still get excited when you do it, and and what are some of the? I mean, you know, like I saw this morning or yesterday maybe you posted something like from New York, I'm like, man, he's he's really getting around, like <laughs> like that's awesome.
1: Yeah, um, I definitely do, do get more and more excited um, as. I, I, I guess I get, it's kind of a stepping stone type thing. And I definitely get excited mm-hmm. when, when big name photographers or, or um, big projects, uh, you know, I'm able to land. I, I uh, my plan is I'm going to be getting a, a second place, a, a condo d- there in Hollywood this next year. And I'll be able to kind of do the Salt Lake Hollywood thing a lot more. And, mm-hmm. and um, that's what I'm really excited about to kind of be able to really play and 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 in, in the big big leagues at this point i've kind of been you know right on the sidelines or like getting dipping my toe in here and there but i'm ready to kind of i feel like i've worked hard enough and got to a point that i'm ready to play with the with with the big dog so i'm, right. I'm really excited about that and that's going to be kind of the next the sure. next of my professional
0: um pursuits that That is, just, I mean, again, it's just, it's very cool. <laughs> you know, this is not, you know, if I were ever to model anything, I'd be like a beard model, but otherwise, like if you saw anything beyond right here, you know, like, like this not going to work. It, it's just cool, man. I mean, people just don't like, that's not the life most people lead, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's just very cool. I mean, I mean, what do you ever stop to think like, holy cow, look at all this stuff I'm doing like, like, you know, and even compared to say your siblings who I do have to say your family's gorgeous. You guys have this bone structure you all share and like, like (laughs) everybody, it's just so not fair um, genetically speaking. But I mean, do you ever sit down and have that thought of like, wow, this is like, how cool is all of this? You know,
1: it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to be grateful and practice you know and to be gratitude be grateful for what i've been blessed with and the opportunities that that i've had and still remain you know try to keep that um you know humility and all of that of course but i am always there's always a level of i guess discontent with how i'm wired i'm always looking at what's the next thing or where do i want to get or Who's ahead of me that I need to learn from or chase? Like, I'm more yeah. wired that way. And so, I, yeah, I'm pleased with, you know, wh- where I'd gotten so far in life, but I am by no means content where I'm at. I'm oh, sure, still sure. I'm still chasing. So, that's kind sure, of gotcha. how I'm wired. Yeah. So, I am excited kind of for this, really, this next phase over this next mm-hmm. year to kind of really, you know, kind of get out of the, a little bit of the big fish, small pond. Like, I'm sure. ready to dive into the, the 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 hardest world there is see what i can do so yeah very cool man
0: well i mean uh, of course there are going to be plenty of people who are watching eagerly with anticipation i would count myself among that i think that's very cool um so let's see i was just seeing something um uh, Okay, so I I will talk to a friend of mine a while back, who is a clinical director for a uh, mental health like information and training service that helps with, uh, they they train different like mental health professionals, as well as uh, they actually have like a mental health advocate program, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, But she she was talking about social justice is something that is important to her. And I feel like that's a term that's been um, taken by you know, folks like hate groups and different things like that and kind of spun to be, oh, well, we're trying to put people down. And and I, I really want to take that term back because social justice is all about just providing equity and opportunity and, and different things like that, regardless of your background and you know where you come from. Yeah. And one thing that I'm really impressed with is that you've been able to take the art that you make, whether it be, you know, f- photos or, or plays or different projects, things like that. And you've been able to incorporate Incorporate an element of social justice of being able to promote positivity and you know also you know referring back to you know promoting um, understanding and acceptance of you know gay rights and culture and and things like that and it's, and it's so fascinating to me that you've been able to take something you love take something that's important to you and combine the two together to make a difference um, can mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about kind of how some of those things came to be and what really inspired you to be able to take this you know gift that you have and be able to put them together to make the world better for other people
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And yeah, I, mean, I would say just over the past couple of years and, and more, you know, b- being comfortable and confident, you know, mm-hmm. being being fully out and transparent uh, has really and in, in inspired me to to want to use, you know, the art and the projects that I'm in to, to kind of in, influence others and not just put entertainment for the sake of entertainment, but hey. to, to really try to make a difference with the projects that I choose to put my time into. And those are the, and, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about art in the first place is just the ability it has to change hearts and minds sometimes mm-hmm. in a very unique unique way I mean we are emotional <laughs> beings I mean sure. we, we are just all logic we don't make decisions just based on what makes sense in the mind I mean uh, m- we make decisions and our perspectives are very much influenced by our, our emotions. And art has a way of, 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 of finding that humanity in each of us and, and, and finding things that we can all relate on. And everybody can re- relate on feelings of love and, and loss and, and acceptance mm-hmm. and, and to try to help people to, to use art as a way to kind of bring people together in that way is pretty powerful and I've enjoyed putting you know productions together one of my uh, most favorite productions that I was able to direct and produce and it it actually got some national attention was a rock musical called Bare B-A-R-E and um, it took place in a Catholic high school and it was a rock musical and it dealt with uh, basically two two boys who um, were having kind of a a private um, closeted relationship and then it got exposed and it was like kind of the star quarterback and then kind of the more artistic guy and it got exposed Mm -hmm. and kind of ruined his reputation and his parents were very unhappy with him he went to the priest and kind of had an unturning year and then he ended mm-hmm. up committing suicide and it was a very dark it was a dark heavy material but um it really sent a very powerful message and to be able to produce that and direct it in a place like utah that is also very religious it was easier for them to kind of watch because it was oh the catholic church but right. the parallels between just not accepting and to try to and, and to to use that as a way to belittle or hurt somebody it's really I think it really cast a light on that here and really made, made a big impact we were able to use that as a platform to raise money for a couple of the, the Utah Pride Center and Equality Utah and I think after that experience um, it really kind of lit a flame in me to be like this is the kind of art I want to be sure. doing and this is this is what I really am passionate about and and so ever, ever since that project I have really Sought out projects and got more involved with those organizations because I just saw what a unique way this can I- impact you know others, and so that's really mm-hmm. what was transformative. I think in a way that really helped you know gu- guide me on what I'm really passionate about and what I really want to do with with the arts.
0: That's cool, man. That's, um, again, not everybody, I mean, everybody has some sort of talent, some sort of skill, but it, it's a, it's a different thing where, uh, when someone has such a big, <laughs> you know, a big, uh, noticeable thing, you know, I mean, most people, they might have a talent, you know, doing, you know, baking pie or cutting hair or whatever the thing is. Not everybody has the, you know, kind of run and jump and singing, and dancing type of yeah. talent that you see in like big role models and celebrities. So to see that, you know, that, that I mean obviously you have those skills, but then you also are able to take them and make a difference is very cool. Thank you. I th- I think it's really cool that you've been able to um really get out there and not only be um appreciated by fans, but you've also like won awards and and all these different kinds of things too for your art. I mean, um do you have one of those in particular that you're most proud of or you know um th- th- what has that kind of been like it's always good to be recognized obviously yeah. but
1: yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love getting. I, I'm, I'm a competitive guy for sure. So <laughs> I love,
0: I love competing, and it's
1: a. Like, I mean, the arts are very competitive, and, and I always, you know, to describe that, it's an uh, un, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it. I mean, if you're going up for a part or a role. Um, second place means you didn't get the part right um, first, right right got it So i'm kind of wired that way it can be unhealthy at times as well but it is always <laughs> nice to just feel like okay that you know i'm my work is be, is being recognized recognized and yeah I've, I've won a couple awards of broadway world regional awards for you know best actor best director the, those kind yeah. of things for a few productions and, and and that's been nice just to kind of build the resume and give, give me confidence um as i'm really looking to move into that next phase of the you know that a-list hollywood world just to feel like sure. okay i can make it in the in this in, in this realm and and um you know uh, critics and and outsiders um, kind of give their stamp of approval that okay you you, you it, you've got what it what it takes in some ways and so um yeah i've, I've been appreciative of of getting some some of that recognition and winning some of those awards.
0: Sure. Um, I think it's it, it's also pretty cool. You have a, a relatively distinctive name. I mean, your last name's not exactly yeah. Jones or Smith, right? Nope. And yeah. um, one of the things that I ask in my little pre-questionnaire, um, because also I have, you know, indie authors and different people like that that are scheduled to come on. And so I ask like, do you have like a professional name that you go by or pen no. name? And you're just like, no, just Johnny Hebda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that, that works. Well, because, you know, so many people have to, change their name when they get into acting with the Screen Actors Guild and all that kind of stuff. So at least you get to be yourself, you know, that's true. Super
1: unique. That last name is extremely unusual. So, yeah, I it it makes it easier in some ways to kind of stand out and be weird and unique. Sure. Right. Exactly.
0: Okay. so I I see that you're letting out your inner Ryle Reynolds because you have a vodka, um, correct? Like you're um, you're one of the creators or owners of, of, of a vodka line that's like specifically you. Am I right about that? Yes. Yeah, so it's called the
1: Five Husbands Vodkets, the biggest okay. distillery here in Utah. And um, they started a couple years ago, just the. All of their uh, their whole liquor line is kind of based on a spinoff of kind of of, of the Mor- Mormon Church and Mormon figures. Um, okay. So it, it, it's more just in satire and fun. Sure. But, um, their their main um, vodka brand is called Five Wives Vodka, kind of playing off the whole polygamy <laughs> right, thing. Right, right, Gotcha. Utah. So they decided a couple <laughs> years ago to come out with a, um, a a Pride edition, and they named it Five Husbands. Vodka. Oh, that's and great. Okay. As, yeah, uh, it, it went it went really well, um, and. Started to gain some like national attention and all that kind of stuff. So they decided this year to relaunch the brand, but instead of just kind of having five generic husbands on, they wanted to actually have um, five people from Utah that were, you know, advocates or had made a difference in the LGBT right, community. Right. So I was, I'm asked to be kind of the um, one of the front and center husbands of that campaign. Hey. And have the Equality Utah, the Utah Pride <laughs> Center. And, right. And all of those, and so we're all on the bottle, and and, and it's now I believe <laughs> in like nine states, and I'm going to be trying to go far. But what I really like about that campaign is a, a a portion of the proceeds of every cell go to support LGBTQ organizations. So it's it's fun, and um as a as a campaign, and I like of course supporting local businesses and sure yeah. Steve, Steve who has that brand has been a huge advocate and donated tons of money to those organizations and. And so it's really fun to be, be a part of that, that campaign and also see it really take off and, and raise a lot of money for organizations I believe in. So that's what that brand is about. So.
0: That is that is very cool. I didn't realize the whole backstory with that. That, that is a really yeah. interesting and you know fun and cool thing to be a part of. Um, well, so you've talked about a, a little bit about the uh, Equity Utah and the Utah Pride Center, but or Equality Utah, sorry, mm-hmm. and the Utah yeah. Pride Center. Um, can you tell folks that aren't really familiar with different organizations like that yeah. you know what do they do how do they operate you know how are they funded what kind of projects are they involved with that kind of thing
1: yeah absolutely So the utah pride center basically is a resource center to individuals throughout the state of utah that um identify as lgbtq um, at providing you know a support groups, everything from from counseling, safe environments for them to, uh, you know, come come and, you know, hang out, different groups of people for them to meet in a social sense. So it's pretty much an all-inclusive support resource that goes out to the different schools offering different educational programs and really just a, a support for that com- community you know at, at large um equality utah is very focused on the legislation part of it and you know lo- lo- lobbying right. ensuring that the laws and legislation get passed to to protect and you know kind of equal quality Equality utah the whole mm-hmm. mission is equal rights for everybody and ensuring that people can't be be fired based on sexual orientation right. or that there's there's laws in, in, in place right now the big issue and there was some legislation that was ba- that was being introduced that fortunately did get struck down i um, recently just allowing transgender uh, high school students or mid- middle school students to be able to participate in the um, gender sport of their choice and they were trying mm. to to pass legislation against that. So that's been kind of one of the hot topics right now. So so that's what that organization is about. And so they're the two largest and they have two distinct kind of missions one is to support the organization of the the individuals and the other is to ensure that the laws are are fair and protective of the individuals yeah yeah
0: i mean that that's really cool so i mean they too they they both are kind of on the same mission but they're working different sides of it so you got the macro and the micro which Mm -hmm. is which is yeah very very cool um i am curious what your thoughts are um you know like joe rogan for an example is a, a huge podcast the host obviously and he does all sorts of other stuff and one thing that i will say that i appreciate about the guy is he's never you know he'll give his opinion but he's always open to interpretation and change and learning something new all that kind of stuff but he's a big um opponent of transgender students uh, specifically transgender men to women competing in women's athletics just because of the natural physical makeup of the body my thought personally is why don't we just let everyone compete together. <laughs> um, but for somebody who is active, more active, obviously, than somebody like myself would be who's just an ally, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what would your take on that be? I, I think it's a difficult to, you know, topic to, to
1: approach to a point, but I, mm-hmm. I really think that um, the best people that should be talking about the issue are actual transgender individuals. Jerk. I feel like I'm an ally of right just right you might feel like you're an ally of me so right. I, I i always take a little bit of an issue when somebody who's not in in somebody's shoes yeah, wants yeah. to try to tell them what they can do so like why should a man tell a, a woman whether or not she can have an abortion mm, sure right. not capable so i you know so not to do no, no. oh issues, no i understand yeah i i largely f- um f- feel like w- w- that the, we should be talking to um, actual transgender individuals and hear mm-hmm. what they have to say and why they should you know be allowed to participate in you know the the sport gender of their choice. And I feel like I, I don't see enough of that. Everybody has an opinion and, right, and right. I can share, I can share my opinion, not to get on a soap, soapbox or whatever. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Really I feel like um I'd like to the people that are proponents of it or again you know against it mm-hmm. or, or whatever, I'd like to see a lot more transgender individuals involved in that discussion. And I don't no, see it. Oh, I agree. So that's <laughs> my short answer. It's, no, no, that's a good uh,
0: answer. Yeah. Well, Let's I mean, interview it's a
1: hundred transgender individuals and at the end, see if that's changed someone's way of thinking right. more that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. I mean, that's definitely something I would like to do. I mean, I know I mentioned uh, earlier before we started that, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm one of those people who I just think there's there's intrinsic value in everybody. And, and, and if mm-hmm. it's not something that affects me. It, it doesn't you know even my opinion granted this is again off on a tangent but even my opinion of like government stuff like the government shouldn't be legislating what people do in their own personal lives and yeah. you know uh you know unless it's like hey don't kill people like yeah obviously you know yeah, yeah that's pretty good <laughs> you know but in general like just to stay out of people's business it doesn't affect you anyway so it, it's, yeah. that, that's my approach anyway is trying to, to yeah. kind of live and let live but
1: but that is a tough one, and I and I I mean it's good to be, and I I do hope that we can come up with a, a fair resolution, and not to turn the whole podcast on on that topic. But I, <laughs> I, I do feel like it's sure. I do feel like transgender individuals, even beyond um, you know, g- gay, le- lesbian. I mean, they're de- that that definitely is the minority of the minorities right, right now, and that we need to do everything we can both to protect and support those individuals even if it's even if it's perhaps Hard to fully understand their perspective, just as a straight person may have trouble understanding my perspective right. and understand it's it's not a choice. It's um, right. who you are, and it's coming to terms and being proud of yeah. who you are. and And we need to have legislation and support groups, and as a society, be willing to love and accept people for who they are.
0: And that yeah, is, I mean, that's I I definitely point. would agree. I mean, like I said before, you know, nobody chooses the path of most resistance. You know, like if there were an easier Way. I mean, despite all of the, like my weird wiring and all that kind of stuff for me, if I could go back and be like a normal person from the beginning, like where I didn't have to deal with being on the fringes like that. I mean, it's hard to say, you know, that's one of those where it's not an immediate, like, of course I wouldn't do that thing because life would have been so much easier, <laughs> you know? And I'm, um, and I agree. I mean, nobody, nobody's going to put themselves in harm's way, you know, if it's, if they can avoid it, you know, nobody Nobody's going to put themselves out there. And so, again, one of the reasons I give so much respect to folks like yourself who have not only, you know, come out, but you're also, you know, you're, you're active, you're, you're an example, you're a role model, you know, of somebody who can do it positively. And, 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 and you are just who you are, you're authentic. And, uh, you know, that's something I admire greatly. And regardless of whether somebody is straight or gay or transgender or whatever the case may be, you know, as long as they're living their best life for who they are you know like we should be supportive of that and then granted just my two cents but you know it is the same way that i feel like you know if somebody's i feel the same way about if somebody's conservative and they have certain views of this or this or this well you know like okay i might not agree with you but i can i respect that you have these viewpoints and that's yours it's not my job to tell you what to do
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah
0: which there's a lot of that, as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> still here back in, oh, in yeah. the south. Um, man, man, yeah. Okay, yeah. We we did kind of jump off on a tangent there, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's all good information and good stuff yeah. to good stuff to talk about. So you know, as you go, I mean, obviously you're you're a vice president for a, a company that's performing pretty well. Obviously, that's probably going to take a lot of your time. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is it something you know? As that continues to grow, um, being that I mean, obviously you're somebody that you don't do anything small. You've got to do it and do it right um do you ever see a day when you may have to choose between kind of the corporate ladder versus the artistic ladder
1: that yeah that's that's a good question and um so far i've been able to you know balance them Mm -hmm. Uh, in a way it's it definitely creates a, a very demanding long long work week but i'm not sure. really, i don't want to feel like i'm slacking in either area so it is a balancing act and certain mm. times of year i need to be a lot more involved with one or the other sure. I, I do i do believe that yeah at, at some point and who knows exactly when that will be that you know, balancing both both of these things the way and something's going to have to give to a point and i um We'll probably see over the next few years, uh, you know, where that goes. If my Hollywood career really starts start to take off, that may have sure. some improvements. Where I might find, mm-hmm. you know, I really like being in Salt Lake and continuing what I have going. <laughs> sure. I tried that, and so I kind of really I'm going to try that this next phase and and, and see how it goes. Goes on balancing them both. But,
0: sure, yeah, I'm.
1: The same for,
0: so I know your um your master's is in uh, directing right am am i right so um you know if you had your pick of projects again and and I, i would assume you're kind of getting there now with a lot of the different um things that you're doing would you rather be behind the camera or in front of the camera
1: I like a balance of both. Quite, quite honestly. I mean, I always try to decide whether I'd rather be an actor or a director, and I, or, or a producer. And you know, I, I kind of like doing a, the, the combination of it. And I think that's more and more more common. I uh, sometimes I enjoy just being an actor where I don't have all the stress of of uh, making sure that the right. so well and all the other things. And so it's just enjoyable but you know uh, but just the critical like producer director in me sometimes will be like oh they should be doing this differently or that right. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say i do like having, sure. a, having a mix of both it, it it helps me as a director to continue to kind of stay in the actor's <laughs> shoes and i think vice versa so it's hard to answer that question So sure I, sure sure,
0: sure. Well, no, that, yeah, it definitely makes sense. I mean, it's, it's not a, you know, it, it, we live in shades of gray, as it were. So it makes sense that you would want to stay with both of those. Um, so tell me about, um, you're saying you, you are doing these events that are fundraising events, right? Um, yeah. The loud and queer events. Can you tell me a little yep. bit about those and what, what your yeah. involvement is? Sure.
1: Um Yeah. So for the Utah Pride this year, we actually had to cancel the actual festival just with with COVID and not sure how <laughs> everything was gonna play out. And so the we the Utah Pride Center didn't have any big official events. They had some small ones. And so sure. we had started talking, and I was like, "Well, we should still do some kind of big thing for Pride." I know the Pride Center needs money, and so sure. I uh, had. I had um, become friends just through different uh, professional associations with Todrick Hall. If anyone knows him, he has the popular song. He was on RuPaul. He was um, one of the finalists <laughs> on The Voice, um, the the Nell's Hair Hip Song. If you know that one, that's his hey. real famous song. Cool, yeah. cool, yeah. Um, so I kind of become friends with him through <laughs> the years through associations. And so I contacted Todrick about coming and um, headlining this event. I told him all about it and he was on board for it. He actually because of COVID himself hadn't been on stage in over two years which is crazy. So we were able to do this event as one of the first kind of like big live pride events in the U.S. um, since COVID. Uh. And Todrick came out to headline that. And it was was just phenomenal. He put on an an hour show. We were also able to highlight there's so much local talent here in Utah, to say the least. And you have... All the, everybody growing up Mormon in piano and dance lessons since they're four years old. This is like a feeding ground for Broadway without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So, There's just so much local talent. So we're able to um, headline a lot of um, local queer artists in part part of the show, and Todrick came to finish it off, and it was just one of the most um, powerful, successful events I've been able to produce to kind of bring that all together and just the, the, the feelings of of being on, on on stage and making a difference. And we we're also able to raise a lot of money for the Pride Center at the same time was really fulfilling. And it went so well that uh, we have, we're, we decided to kind of continue the brand on and we're going to huh? do a few events a year. They're kind of like concert slash club environments. Nice. And I pull out all the stops on the production values with <laughs> the lighting, sound, audio, mm-hmm. LED screens, all of that. So they're really, really high level of production. I'd put them on scale with sort of like a, a Broadway or professional uh, mm-hmm. concert sure. style. So we have established that brand and and with just the reception, um, it's definitely going to be something I continue doing and it fulfills that artistic mission I want as well as <laughs> Act as an opportunity for people to have a really good time and, and raise money sure. for organizations that are, are really important. So, That's cool.
0: Yeah. So do you guys have plans for a uh, for, for another one of those? Or is it going to be a series ongoing?
1: It will be. Our next one is going to be October 9th. And we are very close to being able to announce our headlighters. We're just <laughs> finalizing some contracts literally sure. this week. So over the next week or so, th- those will be announced if you follow um, okay. johnnyhebda.com or johnnyhebda.com on Instagram or our brand it's loud queer SLC for Salt Lake City. Okay. that will have all the information on those, but um yeah, uh, October 9th is the second big e- event that the Pride Center does. We we block off downtown and have what's called a road rally on the Sunday <laughs> where everybody kind of can decorate their cars and drive around town and it's all blocked off and we have different stations along the way with different groups performing and all of that but the saturday it's all part of national coming out day which is october 11th so it's always in conjunction with that and so we are going to do a big concert kickoff on the saturday night loud and queer um, again and we're bringing in a couple big name headliners that everyone will recognize as well (laughs) and um, it'll have a a really fun theme so we're really excited about that
0: Very, very cool. You're doing a lot of really good stuff, man. And and again, it's a... um... (laughs) let's see i think it was a, a dr king, dr king that said something to the effect of it's it true evil is not um the, the actions of people doing it. it it's the inaction of the people watching yeah. on the sidelines and um you know and again i'm trying in my own way to be able to shine light on people who are different and who are yeah. doing their own thing and making things work and um, but i mean you really for what it's worth man i mean you're doing a great job with what you're doing and being able to bring attention and focus and you know raising money for these Different organizations. I mean, it's a, uh, you know, it's it's good stuff. It's not something that everybody can do, and it's really cool to be able to see somebody like yourself who is a born leader and kind of you know born performer and kind of star out there using that you know to be able to help other people is something that i personally value and really look up to and really appreciate oh, um yeah. so yeah yeah for sure i mean it's a again i've I mentioned it earlier i've i've followed all the cool things you know over the years you know just to you know with keen interest i'm always like man where's he gonna pop up next <laughs> um but it's always good stuff um so as i wrap up interviews with everybody um i, I was engaged to a, an amazing woman for four and a half years and uh, she passed away a few years ago yeah. she was she was adopted and was um, a school counselor here in middle tennessee she worked in an underprivileged school and every single day did her very best to be able to make a difference in the lives of people around her right. so i feel like what i'm doing is trying to bring to light people like that who are doing amazing things and one of her favorite quotes that she wanted on literally everything <laughs> was a, a, the one attributed to Gandhi, the be the change you want to see in the world. And so for A, kind of in honor of her, and also for B, I I like it as well and wanted to kind of co-opt it a bit. I'm asking everybody to kind of uh, take a minute and think and then answer the question of um, what kind of weird do you want to see in the world? What kind of different, um, you know, even the close of every podcast, it's, you know, remember, be the weird you want to see in the world. So for you, Johnny Hebda, you know, what do you, what is the weird you want to see in the world yeah
1: that yeah that that's a good question i I, so much of of everything i I believe in and what i've been pushing for is just that idea of 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 less judgment and accepting people really genuinely for who they are is what i'm really about i feel like everybody wants to put everyone in different little boxes and different labels (laughs) and and i'm really i and and the weird i would like to see is there are no labels people can have differing differing opinions people can be different than one another but there's not that doesn't make anybody better or less than or different we're all kind of weird together and accept our individual differences and uniquenesses as a good thing and not as a negative and not as something that we're trying to to change but but accept some version of that and it sounds really weird but that would be <laughs> hey, that's right in line society. yeah yeah.
0: No, no, I dig it, man. That's definitely that is something I would like to see. Also, again, it's a it's a hot button thing for me. I really get upset when when people try to criticize and you know make fun of and it's all this kind of stuff just because somebody's different than they are. So to be able to see a world where you know where, where people all are respectful and kind and loving and they recognize each other's differences and celebrate them and not. Mm-hmm. You know, (laughs) and not tear people down over them. That's that's very cool oh man good stuff so um, real quickly and then we'll put this down in the description below but um you know if folks are interested again with any of the different things we've talked about your um the, the the charity in honor of your brother or the different programs that you work with um what are the best ways for people to be able to find those and if somebody wants to get in touch with you to be yeah. you know the, the the face of their new ad campaign or a consultant yeah, for a right. project or whatever how can they find you
1: absolutely I mean Instagram is by far my my most active platform that, that I'm okay. on all, all the time so I mean definitely yeah. feel please follow me and message me on Instagram I, I love to to collaborate and, and network you know with 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 anyone who's interested in any of the projects I'm involved with um, it would be best Um, i'm johnnyhebda.com also has a ton of information about me as well as links to a lot of the organizations and and things that I have going on and I try to keep that updated with the next up-and-coming thing um as well so yeah johnnyhebda.com and just follow me on instagram at johnnyhebda and I'll give you more than enough content uh (laughs) to to, to view I post. Pretty much every day.
0: So. Okay, very cool. Well, I want to again thank you to Johnny Hebda for hopping on the line with us from uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, very, very good stuff going on for him. Again, make sure to check him out. Thanks everybody for listening, and we will see you next time on The Power of Weird. Thank you for listening to The Power of Weird. This episode of The Power of Weird was brought to you by The Spectrum Perspective, communication training for the modern workplace. Learn more online at thespectrumperspective.com or simply follow the link in the description below. Make sure to stay tuned for more of my story as well as great interviews with amazing weird people. And remember, be the weird you want to see in the world. We'll see you next time on The Power of Weird. Oh, hey everybody. And one more thing. Don't forget to check us out over on Patreon for exclusive perks and content. You can get special shorts and clips behind-the-scenes bonuses, a monthly AMA with me and some special guests, and don't forget that great feeling you get by helping an independent content creator make the world a better place. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.